And now, coming to you from over 65 million years ago, all the way from the badlands of Montana to the far reaches of Mongolia, follow him on Dino Day Paleo Adventures on Facebook or YouTube. Welcome to Hell Creek and Back with Dino Dave Fuquay. Today, I am going to tell you another story that involves my friend Dave. I do not have nice things because I spend it all on travel. About 15 years ago, Hawaii was on the bucket list. Dave and I found ourselves on Maui with a rented car and decided to drive the Hana Highway. If you have not driven the Hana Highway before, it is a definite adventure. The highway itself is only 52 miles, but it takes two and a half hours to drive because of the 620 curves and 46 bridges that only have room enough for one vehicle at a time. The speed limit was often only 15 miles an hour, but it was so curvy that you could not speed if you wanted to. In fact, on the way there, Dave was driving and I told him one or two more curves and I'm going to lose my lunch. We pulled over to the next stop so that I could drive, which also happened to be a little tourist coconut stand. They were splitting coconuts right there in front of us and selling them to the highway travelers there like it was a lemonade stand. I have a rule. If I'm in Northwest Montana, I'm going to get huckleberry ice cream. If I'm in Georgia, I'm going to get peaches. If I'm in Florida, I'm going to get some orange juice. And if I'm in Hawaii, and I see a little coconut stand, I am going to get a coconut. The lady at the stand had a machete in her hand and coconuts all along the ground. Then she asked, asked me, would you like to cut and machete it yourself? I have never been asked to machete a coconut before and I wasn't about to say no. I had completely forgotten about my car sickness at this point and there was no better place that I thought there'd be than right now on the Hana Highway with a coconut in one hand and a machete in the other. She was coaching me a little bit. Then just as I raised my knife like a medieval executioner, the lady then got a phone call and just left me hanging right at the moment of my conquest. I just stood there. While she gabbed and gabbed, I was left like a puppy dog ready for a trick, but the owner just took the treat away. Finally, after some long minutes, she got off the phone and she got distracted with another customer. I yelled, hey lady, I'm ready to machete. For some reason, the phrase ready to machete tickled this coconut lady's funny bone and that became her new phrase and I got to enjoy my Hawaiian coconut. After a long day of fabulous beaches, scenic waterfalls, and even a waterfall that we jumped off of about 35 feet high, it was a great adventure that day, but it was now dark and we had a long two and a half hour drive back through the 620 road curves to get back to the hotel. The road was dark and surprisingly lonely. The traffic was as bare as some of those backcountry Montana roads back home. We drove for about an hour without seeing a soul, when then a little old Toyota truck came whizzing, passing right by us. The back was loaded with four of the biggest Hawaiian dudes I had ever seen. Dave and I were considered howlies here, but I remember doing the same thing in Montana, loading up a boatload of friends in a little car. You know, every time I travel, I tra every time I travel, the scenery may change, but the people are always the same. We drove a few miles further when lo and behold, the same old Toyota pickup with its bed full of large Hawaiians that passed us earlier was now pulled over with its hazard lights on. 
Now, Dave and I were strangers in these parts, and it was in the middle of the night with nobody around. But their hazard lights were on. Did we really have a choice? We pulled over and asked if they needed any help. I stared again at the size of these guys. My dad used to tell me a story about a Hawaiian king, queen named Liliokonahola. I totally butchered that, but you get my point. She was a huge because she loved tapioca pudding. I was never sure about the story's validity until now. The driver, however, was a little guy and probably only weighed a buck forty. We got a flat tire, he said. Hmm, I thought. I wonder how that happened. He went on. And we do not have a tire iron. Well, I said, we probably do. It's in a, it's a rental car. Let's check. One of the big kahuna friends just grabbed the keys from me without really even asking and walked over to the rent-a-car trunk. Dave and I just stood there between our rent-a-car and, and their flat tire truck like deer in the headlights. Mr. Tapioca found a tire iron in the trunk and he started walking towards us. Dave and I were silent, but we've been best friends since kindergarten and by this time we knew each other's thoughts pretty good. I was on the side of the highway closest to the ocean. He was on the side of the land. Now Dave had ran the Boston Marathon before and I could swim forever. We knew our strengths and both had our internal escape plan. Then Mr. Tapioca came walking closer towards us with that tire iron in his hand. Still, Dave and I just stood there but ready to jump and run at the slightest gesture of danger. He got closer. The anticipation was building. We've both seen this scene many times in those 80s horror movies. Mr. Tapioca got closer, then walked up to us with that tire iron, and then he kept on walking as we both let out a sigh of relief. The tire iron was exactly what they needed, and before long, these natives were laughing and telling jokes with a couple of howlies from Montana. They fixed the tire, we shook hands, were thanked, and we both went on our merry way. But that's not the end of the story. We were ahead of them this time, and they never did catch up to us and pass us this time. We finally made it to civilization and traffic, but then something else happened. The cars were stopped on the highway at a standstill for miles. There must have been an accident or something. We put the car in park and stepped out the stretch. We knew it was going to be a while. Then, just a few cars behind us came the tapioca boys. I waved, smiled, and the driver leaned out the window. Hey, follow us. Dave and I jumped in the rental, flipped a Yui, and started following our new friends. Suddenly, we were on all sorts of dirt back roads going this way and that way. But we, we could tell these guys knew exactly where they were going. In fact, they led us through the back roads that saved us from I don't know how long we would have been in that traffic jam, and we got back to the hotel at a decent hour. It was just like the fable of the thorn in the lion's paw. You know, I was thinking about this story the other day, and the part where both Dave and I were both going to use our strengths, his long distance running, and my swimming, to get out of a potentially bad situation. Strengths and weaknesses. Why does nature tend to give us incredible strengths or adaptability and then a weakness? My pet turtle, for instance, an incredible defensive shell, but yet it's slow as molasses. A cheetah is the fastest animal on earth, 
but only for a very short amount of time. The T-Rex, with six-inch teeth and powerful jaws, with tiny, almost useless arms. Especially, well, except for Tom Brady, especially humans. We all have strengths and weaknesses. Even Superman had, had his kryptonite. When I was younger, for some reason, authority figures would always tell me, you can be anything you want. Well, I'm going to give a big old Dwight Schrute false on that one. I wanted to be Michael Jordan. I played as much basketball as I could, and I even wore those ankle weights to work on my vertical. I even did those workout plans that promised to increase your vertical, and I did get better at basketball, played every day as much as I could, but I was never going to be Michael Jordan. Here's where I think the folly is with that thinking. What if 65 million years ago, an authority figure told an impressionable T-Rex that he could be anything he wants? And that particular T-Rex might have got teased by all the other dinosaurs about how small his arms were. And he spent the next 10 years working on only his arms. And when he became an adult T-Rex, perhaps his arms got a little bit bigger. But guess what? Those arms were never going to be as big as the other dinosaurs anyway. They were always going to be small. So during the 10 years when he could have been making his teeth bigger or his jaw muscles stronger, a T-Rex's strengths, instead he focused on the wrong thing. Our society is like that, especially our education system. The kids these days are all taught subjects. They're taught all subjects and are told to devote equal times in all these subjects. Then when math class doesn't go so well, they get chastised for it. Well, I say, what if you're good at art, but horrible at math? Then I say to heck with math and focus all your energy on where your talents are. Is this not what efficient nature does? The turtle doesn't need to run faster. It needs a better shell. The T-Rex does not need arms. It needs teeth and jaws. If you don't like math, fine. Don't let it take time away from your painting or your guitar playing or your writing or your best sport. I say grow your strengths, not your weaknesses. Even Superman has its kryptonite. Everyone has their weaknesses. You know what my kryptonite is? Pancakes. I grew up with five siblings and there's one thing I know how to do. It's to finish my plate, especially with five boys in the family. It truly was natural selection. If you didn't eat what's on your plate, who knew when you might eat again? But if it's pancakes, I just can't finish them as much as I love them. But besides pancakes, seriously, it's organization and short attention span. But you know what? I don't care if I'm unorganized anymore. Nothing has changed since second grade. And the more time I spend time trying to organize my house, which takes me four times as long as an average person would, by the way, it takes me less time. That takes away time from me writing music or stories or creative things than wasting my time and energy being organized. A T-Rex has small arms and I'm unorganized. That's the way it is. I wrote down on a sheet of paper my strengths and weaknesses and things to improve on both. You know what I did with my list of weaknesses? I threw them away. Just like the T-Rex, who needs arms anyway when you can have jaws and teeth? That's what I believe anyway. Thanks for listening to another episode of Dino Dave Paleo Adventures. Be sure to like my Instagram, Dino Dave Adventures, and look up my videos on my YouTube, Dino Dave Paleo Adventures. See you next time. Find more about Dino Dave at treasurestateradio.com.
You are listening to the Treasure State Radio Network.